Hello, it's Rebecca Lewis here, together with my wonderful mum, Caroline Lewis. And you are listening to the latest edition of Mental Health Check for Radio Broccoli, our weekly podcast that we're doing during this crazy corona time. So mum, last time we did a podcast, you ended telling me a little bit more about a very peculiar breathing technique. It was something to do with nostrils and alternate breathing. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I didn't really understand. And that is why I brought you here today from the kitchen. Yes, you are escaping that kitchen once more to tell me a little bit more about, about this technique. Okay, so I'd like to just say initially that I want to put in a medical disclaimer. And what I'm saying to you is that really with any breathing practice, or as we call it in yoga, pranayama, there has to be we have to sort of make it quite clear that sometimes these things can cause medical issues. So please, if you've got anything like asthma, COPD, or any other um, underlying things like maybe blood pressure or heart problems, you may need to check with whoever you're dealing with in the medical world. And pranayama is actually a complete branch of the Hatha yoga world. So alternate nostril breathing is just one of the practices that we do within our yoga practice. Okay, so am I right in getting understanding this? You're saying that pranayama? Pranayama. Pranayama is a branch within yoga about breathing. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's it's about um, harnessing the breath. So I don't want to use the word control. It sounds quite, you know, I'm not really happy with that word, but it is a little bit about breath control because sometimes we do breath retention and it's about utilising the complete breath. So pranayama, am I saying it right? Pranayama. 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 Right, so pranayama. (laughs) Prana means, prana is actually the word for life force. So actually we're using the word prana, uh, prana is is life force. So we're actually harnessing the prana, harnessing the life force. Okay. And this alternate breathing is just one example of pranayama? I would suggest to you, it's probably the most simple one of our breathing practices. And that's why I chose, because also it's really good for calming the mind and calming the body. And it's quite nice for anxiety. And I thought at these times, it might be just something that somebody might find useful. Okay. And so could you just touch a bit more upon the benefits of this pranayama? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's about settling. So when we're actually watching the breath as opposed to manipulating the breath, when you're actually watching the breath, you can't do anything else. So your mind can't wander, basically. And I've, when I normally try and settle my students for a practice, I will say to them, OK, I just want you to watch your breath, which sounds really odd. But I get them to do this by saying maybe notice the cool air on the tips of your nostrils on the inhale and the warmth of the air on your exhalation. Okay, so that's just with normal breathing. So what what makes this practice different? Because it's you said to me last time it was about alternate nostrils. Yeah. So during the day, 
Um, and the way you can actually sort of test this for yourself is if you breathe onto the back of your hand, you may maybe you'll notice that one nostril is a little bit more prominent than the other. Now this changes every, I think, 90 to 120 minutes. It will just change naturally on its own without anybody doing anything or even thinking about it. And what this practice actually promotes is the evenness of the breath through both nostrils. Does that make sense? So we're trying to train our nose to not have one nostril that's more dominant, but rather they're equally used through breathing? Mm, not train, no. What we're doing is we're harnessing the breath for this practice. So it only happens during the practice. And in my experience, once I've completed this practice, it affects how I feel in terms of how my body feels, my levels of anxiety maybe. I just feel generally a little bit calmer. If I'm honest, Mum, it's not making a whole lot of sense to me. So is there any way we could maybe, you could talk me through the practice step by step and I could actually experience it myself and maybe the listeners also could do it with us and then I can firsthand understand the actual benefits. Is that possible? Absolutely. And if any of the listeners, if they're happy to do so, they can actually enjoy the practice with us. The other option is that I'm going to give you something to do with your hand to actually help the situation and how we would do it in a yoga class. However, you can just do it by imagining the breath going in one nostril and then breathing out through the, nost the other nostril. Because one of the things that sometimes can happen during these practices, if they're new to you, you can become quite agitated, which actually then sort of is the, is the absolute opposite of what we're trying to do. So if in any time you feel uncomfortable, just stop. Okay, so you're saying if I start, because I told you, I think in the last podcast, I get very worked up about breathing. I can't focus on my breathing. It makes me actually a bit uncomfortable. So are you saying when I do this practice now, if I start feeling uncomfortable, I should just stop? Absolutely. And that goes for any practice at all. And before we go into the practice, I would actually be promoting how we get ourselves just to settle for a few moments before you, you don't just go straight into the practice. Okay, so, so are we doing it? Yeah, why not? Okay, let's, let's give it a it. go. And if you get agitated, you can hit me. <laughs> okay, sounds like a good plan. I quite Absolutely. like that deal. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not allowed to hit me unless you get really agitated. Oh, my hand, oh, okay. Do. So I want you to sit and just, if you can, and you'll feel comfortable, just gently close your eyes. And have your hands resting in your lap. Just feeling the body, noticing the body, feeling the feet on the floor, the thighs, the buttocks, and feel your spine lengthening up. And just be aware of your breath. Notice the breath without changing anything. Just notice. Notice maybe where you feel it in your body. Or better still, maybe notice the cool air at the tips of your nostrils as you inhale and the warm air on the exhalation without changing the breath. So can you just stand by and watch it without changing it? So you're not forcing, you're just merely watching the breath. Cool air in, warm air out. Nothing to do, nothing to change.
Take a few breaths like this, just allowing yourself to settle, watching the breath. And if the chattering monkey mind takes your mind somewhere else, just bring yourself to watching your breath. Now I want you to take your right hand, if it feels okay, and take your index finger and middle finger to the base of your right thumb. So your ring finger and little finger are free and your thumb is free. And then you're going to lift up your thumb and you're going to place it on your right nostril, blocking the right nostril. And I want you to breathe in through the left nostril then close off the left nostril with the ring finger and the little finger and then breathe out through the right nostril. Then you're going to breathe in through the right nostril, hold the right nostril closed and release the left nostril. Breathe in through the left nostril again, close it off with the ring finger and little finger, release again through the right nostril. Let the breathe in through the right nostril, close it off, release through the left nostril. And you can continue that in your own time, with your own breath, without forcing. Do another couple of rounds and when you release through your left nostril, you can complete this practice. Okay, so how do you feel? Wow, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. So, I'm not the most, um, let's put this uh, nicely, the most coordinated of uh, individuals. So I found that the hand movement's a bit tricky to coordinate what I needed to do with my hands. And, you know, I got a bit muddled because it was, you had to do the same, Not you breathed in from that nostril, then alternated and breathed out. And then the one that you just breathed out, exhaled from, you then breathed in, right? Yeah. So I found that hard. To, it, it, my mind was very active on concentrating and making sure. But so I was very focused on that. But it felt it felt very different. It felt really different because I'm so used to, well, having, unless I have a cold and, you know, when one nostril gets blocked yes. and stuff. But besides that, I never really think about my nostrils as two separate entities and they so are because one controls the left hand side and one controls the right hand side and i'm not sure if you're aware but when you um the left hand side is controls the right hand side of the the, the brain and the right hand side controls the left hand side of the brain it's the feminine and the male and it's bringing it all together okay hold on you need to backtrack a second I have no idea what you mean about the male and the female side. Okay, this okay. So we're going to go a little bit deeper in. So in yogic terms, we have there's the two there's nadi. So nadi shodhana, which is one of the breathing practices. It's a bit like what we've just done, but it we retain the breath, which I've not done with you, and you do a certain amount of rounds, but. It's to do the nadis. There's millions of thousands, hundreds of thousands of nadis, which are a little bit like nerve endings is the only way to describe it in a less esoteric way. And the they've got the ida, which applies to the 
Ida is the feminine side, the left side, and Pingala is the right-hand side. And so consequently, they control different parts of our emotional well-being. So to even it up just makes you feel a little bit more settled. That's really interesting. So I don't know if you'll know the answer to this. If, if one side is more dominant, so like yeah. the left, which is the feminine, I think you said. Yeah. Um, so if the left side is more dominant, does that have effects on your day-to-day life? Or it's not so much that because it changes all the time. It cha- as I said, it changes every ninety to one hundred and twenty minutes, or something like that. I can't remember the exact figures, but it's just noticing. And you know, when we're sort of more in out in touch with our feminine side or in touch with our masculine side to do with maybe creativity or our logical side. So it's just about a little bit about balancing. And actually, I believe in life, balance is crucial. Okay, so the technique that you just did with me, you think that helps to bat? Is that what you're saying? It balances you? It's well, it's a calming. It it can be very good for the nervous system. They don't. They have done studies that it can reduce your heart. You know, improve your cardiovascular system. There's all sorts of scientific claims, but basically, from my perspective, I find it a really nice practice to do with my students clients to actually just bring you back into the moment it makes you you're really quite grounded you're there with your breath you're really not supposed to be thinking about anything else and that's why I said to you if the hand movements get a bit it makes you agitated just drop the hand movement hand movements and imagine breathing in through the right and then breathing out through the left because our imagination is very powerful I mean, I think maybe next time if I was to do it, I think I would actually lose the hand movements. Like I said, it was quite hard to coordinate it for me. Yeah. Um, you've, you're, you're referring to this as a as a practice. Does that mean it's something that should be practiced to make yourself better at it? Like, is there the idea that if you keep doing this, you'll get more from it? Oh, 100%. It's, it, you know, anything, you know, practice, practice, practice. There is... I read somewhere that if you practice this for something like 20 weeks, you can reduce this, reduce that, reduce your blood pressure and all sorts of different claims. Personally, I don't make any such claims. I just find that as the years have gone on, I've struggled with it immensely in the beginning, a bit like you. It's like the hands and the breathing and no, 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 no. But actually, as time goes on, you appreciate the benefits that it's actually worth going through those times to get the hand movements correct. It really does prove to be very, very beneficial. And when I teach my chair yoga clients, I do find, you know, that obviously there's all different people with all different abilities and all different things that are holding them back too. They absolutely love it. And they all come up to me afterwards. And, you know, they struggle sometimes, but they say, it's so calming. I felt so peaceful. Yeah, I have to say, just doing that now, and I've told you from the start, yoga, breathing, not really my thing. And I don't know if that's because you're my mum and that's your profession and it's, you know, typical because it's my mum. I don't really find it that interesting. But I do find, I do struggle with it. And um, I just want to say, you mentioned something about chair yoga and I really want to come back to that. But before I do... I wanted to just say that I found it 
even in those brief few minutes that we did the exercise together, there was something afterwards where I felt like I was breathing in more air. I don't know. I was very much more aware of the air going into my nose and it was actually really refreshing. It felt like I was getting for so long I hadn't been getting my full intake of breath almost and then now I was getting all this new air into my nose. Well that's really interesting because with all of the breathing practices it does increase your lung capacity because when you start to begin to breathe fully and I think I mentioned this last week you live fully so consequently you may not really notice it but most of us just breathe from our chest area which is just habitual and you know when we get panicky you can maybe feel the pounding in your chest and your breath becomes short and what yogic breathing actually allows us to do is to breathe fully and it's very simple techniques that we can do and it has an incredible effect it makes you feel more energized as well as karma which is almost like a paradox yeah it, i i actually can really that really resonates with me because i actually for the for the one time ever focusing on my breathing i found that quite peaceful and relaxing mm. and i don't know if it's because i'm sat so we're sat in very close proximity right now and we're sat mm. closely and your voice was very soothing and i don't know even know if it's maybe perhaps the times that we're facing now that you know it's the little things that i'm really appreciating but honestly afterwards it was refreshing it it felt like the air this is going to sound ridiculous but it felt like the air was like clearer in my that's that's amazing I mean I love that and I I do I practice with my mom as you know your nana every day um I do a meditation with her to keep her calm and relaxed but before we go into the meditation I ensure that she's breathing properly and how I do that is I get her to really settle and I get her to notice her breath. And actually the breathing that we do, that we sort of construct is actually our natural breath. So if you look at a brand new baby, if you notice they're breathing from their belly and that's the complete breath, that's the natural breath. I just want to say that thank you so much for that breathing exercise. It's genuinely the first time we've done a breathing <laughs> exercise together that I've actually enjoyed and I'm not just faking it for no, the podcast. <laughs> I know. I mean, you. I often say to you, uh, which I know you'll back me up on, that in times of stress, I'll say, just breathe, Rebecca. And that's when actually, uh, normally we have an argument. You say, stop telling me to breathe. <laughs> um, so yeah, interesting. And I, I, I look, it's just a little taster, a little flavour and not everything's going to suit everybody. We don't all choose the same flavour ice cream after all. <laughs> oh, that's a really nice uh, I like analogy. That. That's really nice. Do you know what? I just, as you were talking, I had this image of me stressing on the tube one day. I don't know why. I mean, it hasn't actually happened in real life. I can just picture the scenario. Me on the tube, stressing, hearing you go breathe and me getting my, my fingers and putting <laughs> them to my nostrils and alternate breathing. Can you yeah. imagine yeah, the would... looks I would get on the tube on that? that? It'd be quite amusing, actually. It would, it would. It definitely would. But I want to bring back the conversation. I mean, we're going to have to wrap it up shortly, but maybe it's something we could talk a bit more about next time. But maybe you could touch upon, you mentioned chair yoga and all I can really see is people doing headstands on chairs when I think of the concept of chair okay, yoga. Not one I've tried recently, but hey, that's maybe something for the future. Well, chair yoga for me, I'm quite passionate about. When I did my teaching um, qualification, 
I didn't really want to teach. I was doing it to deepen my knowledge, but by dint of doing that, I had to teach. And one of my th reasons for wanting to teach was actually to take my teaching to people that maybe couldn't access yoga for whatever reason. And I was approached to do a chair yoga class at my local doctor's surgery, as you know, Rebecca. And I love it. It's my favorite bit of teaching. Um, I started, well, there was five of us in the beginning, myself, my mother, and three other people. And at the last class, we had over 30 people turn up and they actually had to turn some people away because we didn't have room for them. Wow, that's really impressive. But can you just, so it's not headstands on chairs, no? No, no. Um, it's for anybody that for, for whatever reason, can't maybe um that can't stand very well needs to be seated um i've got one lady who comes she's um unfortunately had an amputation she's only in her early 30s she's only got one leg so for her she's doing it from her wheelchair i've got two other wheelchair bound people that come to my class and all variety of forms of people with different disabilities can do chair yoga and that's my passion wow okay so I mean, maybe we'll talk about it a bit more next time. Maybe we could even do, that would be really cool. We could do a chair yoga little... I have been known to do chair yoga on the radio before, actually. Oh, I do remember. I do remember. That's a story for another time. But it's so impressive. So the, the concept of chair yoga really is for anyone and everyone who can sit on a chair. Is that right? Absolutely. And which is my big passion is that everybody and anybody can do yoga if they so choose that's I think that's something very appealing to me because as I said I'm not very coordinated I don't really like the whole breathing thing not really flexible either so yoga has never really appealed to me but we've never done chair yoga together so maybe that is something we could uh, think about because well I, mean, I could certainly look at doing a session with you next week that would be I think I'd really enjoy that and I think I think the listeners would definitely enjoy that because that really is for anyone and everyone because yoga doesn't necessarily appeal to many people like me because in my head, I perceive yoga as having to be really flexible, really in tune with your body. And I don't think I am, but I mean, from what I can understand, chair yoga actually is less about that, but it's more about being accessible to anyone. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd, I'm not really a great fan of people say, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible and blah, blah, blah. You know what? You can come up with all manner of excuses. There's nobody that can't do yoga, but you have to, you know, just give it a try. And it is accessible to most people. Okay, well, I think that sounds like a deal then. Chair yoga next week in my bedroom. I'll see you there. Does that sound like a good plan? Absolutely. Bring your own chair. Okay, sounds like a deal. Um, I've really, really enjoyed this uh, sit down and chat and experiment with you because I really had never even thought about breathing through alternate nostrils until like until last week when we discussed it briefly. And I really genuinely felt like it was super beneficial. I really enjoyed it. I like I keep saying, it was like fresh air in my nose and it was nice. And I think at these times, you know, there's with this uncertainty around us, I think it's really nice to do something that's a mindful practice and allows us to maybe just sit and be, just enjoy the fact of feeling a little bit calmer, a little, maybe a little less anxious. And I think it could be really beneficial for many people. So it's my pleasure. 
to share. Thank you. And I think before we go, you chose me a a lovely poem. I did. It's from my favourite book at the moment. It's a Jeff Foster and The Way of Rest. And I chose it because it's called Breathe Together. I think that's uh, very appropriate. I've really enjoyed these Jeff Foster poems. Right, so this is Breathe Together. It's easy to teach, to preach, to give mesmerised answers. Memorised answers, I apologise. It's easy to be an expert. It's harder to listen, to really listen, to be still and wait, to give someone space, to receive them with your whole being. When you think you know what's best for someone, when you're excited by your own vision, when you want to jump in with great advice, take a deep breath, slow down, trust. Your friend may not need what's best right now. They may just need you. Kinship can be the most potent medicine. Sometimes true answers emerge when questions are allowed to breathe. That's a really nice one. I oh, liked no. that. I wish I hadn't fumbled over my words, but it was the the words were really I mean they resonate for the time we're going through right now because I think we all just have to be there for one another, don't we? And it's not about doing xyz for for people it's actually just being you for them being the support it resonated with me it just resonated with me and through these challenging times i just think it's really important sometimes just to listen without actually having to do much everybody's busy 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 and actually sometimes just somebody wants somebody to listen and allow them to breathe yeah i think i think we can all take something from that I think, you know, think about those people you haven't spoken to who might just need a listening ear right Mm. now. I think me and you, Mum, can both think of people that might just want a listening ear and just to be there for them during these really challenging and a bit scary times. No one, we're all in this together, aren't we? Well, I think that's, that's the comfort blanket. We're all in this together. Let's pull together. This is global. It doesn't matter how much money you've got or whatever's going on, we're all cut down to our rarity. Well, Mum, I have thoroughly enjoyed this Mental Health Check podcast with you. Uh, we've done some really interesting things and I'm excited to see what will come next week with a, a bit of chair yoga. Perhaps our listeners could um, tweet us at Radio Broccoli with some more poem suggestions because I am loving Jeff Foster, but it's maybe it'd be nice to to mix it up a little bit okay or or maybe even yeah yeah i've got somebody else in mind so leave it with me and i'll definitely try and sort something out for our next time maybe maybe our listeners might have a suggestion you never know absolutely i'd be very open to that and i'd love to know uh, if our listeners would tweet us at radio broccoli to tell us how they found the the breathing the alternate breathing exercise always love feedback because that really helps me to adjust and maybe give you more what you need yeah i i've really enjoyed this i've It has been really, really nice just sitting, chatting and trying something new with you. So thank you, Mum. Oh, thank you. I'm really honoured that you've asked me to do it again. I'm I'm absolutely blown away that anyone wants to listen to me, really. But the real question is now, Mum. What's for dinner? Okay. That is the real question. (laughs) You need to be uh, getting into the kitchen, though.
I'm going to say namaste. Thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mum. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And you've been listening to Mental Health Check with Radio Broccoli, Caroline Lewis and Rebecca Lewis, mother and daughter. And (laughs) it's been good fun. Thank you, Mum. Lovely. Thank you. Bye.